0: You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos.
1: Welcome to all you Captains Coach podcast listeners. We have a really fun one lined up for you today, especially for those of you who like more conceptual, into the weeds type of conversations. And there is no one I enjoy having those type of conversations with, except maybe Johnny Wolfgram. shouts to you, Johnny, than our very own founder and CEO of the Captains Coach, Ben Smith. Unlike me, Ben is an actual leadership expert and just finished his first of many books, The Captain's Playbook, which you will hear more about at the end of this episode and you can find on Amazon. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But today, Ben and I discuss the impact and importance of story on our lives and within the framework of leadership, specifically the hero's journey or monomyth and how that model or framework can be applied to sports on a program or team level and also on an individual leader level. Like I said at the onset, this will be a little more conceptual than we're used to on here, which I think is a good, fun change up. So without further ado, here is Ben Smith and our conversation on the hero's journey.
2: The man, the myth, the legend, Ben Smith, welcome to the Captain's Coach Podcast as a guest instead of the host.
0: Yeah, thank you, Luke. I'm glad to be on here and excited to talk about uh, the hero's journey.
2: Yeah, something that we've uh, been talking about a little bit uh, on the side for the past couple weeks on and off, and I think it's really something that'll be a fun conversation for us and hopefully something fun and something that the the listeners you all can take away and kind of apply to your own leadership journey uh, as you as you go along this trip with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm uh I'm ready and set to kind of delve right into it.
2: Yeah, so if you could just briefly outline kind of what the the hero's journey or or monomyth as it's known kind of what it is and kind of the background behind the the whole topic.
0: We'll uh we'll start with Carl Jung really quickly. Um, he studied under Sigmund Freud. He was a psychologist. Uh, They kind of separated after uh, just some differences in opinion. And Carl Jung was known for developing uh, and doing research into the psyche. And the psyche was made up of three main parts, which was the consciousness and then the personal and collective unconsciousness. And so this is kind of uh, the work that he did really helped to drive uh, the hero's journey, which is something that Joseph Campbell's kind of created. And so uh, the collective unconscious really has two main aspects to it. One of which is like these instincts and impulses that are kind of universal within humanity. And same thing with archetypes and myths. And so Carl Jung, he kind of realized that there were all these different religions and stories and myths from all these different cultures kind of had these similarities. Um, he thought it was really interesting. And that's kind of how he got to um, um, this understanding and uh, of, of the collective unconscious with those two different things. And so Joseph Campbell kind of piggybacked off of him for the most part um, and really delved farther into what this this hero's journey was, like really trying to break down story and mythology and why it why we related so well to it. Um, so Joseph Campbell came up with a book called A Journey of the Thousand Faces, and within it he um, kind of found that every single kind of hero within each of these stories followed similar trajectories. I'll kind of just real quick, just mention here, it was um, they usually are in this like status quo. uh, You know, the main character the hero, they have this call to adventure. Usually they refuse to call it first and then they go into finding some sort of a sage or mentor. And then they cross into, after they accept the call, uh, into this kind of like special world where they go through all these trials and tribulations and kind of like have to fight the dragon, so to speak. And then after, you know, they, they go through all of these trials, they come across on the other side, completely transformed as a new man or woman. And so it's something that we all really relate to. And so it's really interesting here recently, more psychologists are delving into how the hero's journey impacts us as athletes and, or just uh, on a performance standpoint in general that's kind of just a little bit of a backstory background, Carl Young, Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey.
2: Yeah. just to kind of compound on what you're saying there, Ben, very relatable examples of that. If you want to look at pop culture, you know, Harry Potter and, and Lord of the Rings for, for those people who have grown up with those things. It might just sound like a little nerd here, but um, obviously like the two main characters in those stories, Frodo and, and Harry, both are in somewhat of a status quo. Their life's normal. And then at some point they have this call to adventure, you know, one, the the fellowship of the ring and with Harry, you know, going to Hogwarts and both of them kind of refuse it at first and don't really understand what it is. And they they kind of shy away, but eventually they accept it. And then they have, you know, these supernatural assistance from Gandalf and everybody else that's with Frodo and then in Harry Potter, all of his friends and Gandalf and then they go through these series of tests and tribulations. Obviously, their whole journey and the whole saga of those two characters. And then at some point, you know, they have their their triumphant victory and a return to society where they can kind of impart their wisdom and what they've learned and and share the rewards of their triumph with everybody. Um, but yeah, obviously, the some of the some of the the critiques of Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey is really even though we relate so well to it, what really is the importance or relevance to our everyday life in your own personal journey? So if you could kind of answer that, uh, I know you have a, a good take on that as well. Yeah, I
0: think they're kind of getting more specific here for athletes or coaches. Um, I think there's three main reasons how we can kind of take on uh, why stories matter uh, and specifically the journey. the first being, and I think the most important is that, you know, as a team and as an individual uh, we each one of those, we have a story that we tell ourselves about who we are and about where we're going. And I think that there, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about how there are some really good stories and there's some bad stories. Uh, and it makes the most sense to have a good story. Um, and so really taking the time to uh, analyze and understand what story you are telling yourself as an athlete, and then what your story is as a team. Because <clears throat> just from the research that I've done, our story really shapes our character and our personality, both of which obviously drive uh, the results that we get in the end. So that's kind of like the first main point. Secondly is um, this hero's journey is a great blueprint for action. So it kind of gives us, again, this blueprint that says, you know, where am I right now in a transformative process? Because a lot of the times, you know, we all fit somewhere within this monomyth. In terms of our own personal journey, and if we're just staying in the status quo, then you know, then we know that we have to, you know, figure out what we're doing with our life, and um, and so I just think it's an it's an interesting uh, again blueprint that we can kind of analyze and use for our own personal development, and then thirdly, just story in general, uh, even a little bit outside the hero's journey, but understanding how important story is in terms of communication. Um, just we are, we as humans are, we were created for story. And that's the way that's when we're most engaged when we're listening or hearing story. And so as a coach, or even as a team captain, if you're trying to, you know, teach something, or develop your team, try to try to communicate always if you can, in the sense of some sort of a story. So I think those are three main points that I would kind of throw out there in terms of why and how this hero's journey can be really just completely transform an organization as a whole. um, and at the individual level as well.
2: Yeah. And I think the the important takeaway there is, is the idea of a blueprint and just the, the powerful form of communication that that storytelling is. And there's a reason why Joseph Campbell was able to identify this specific pattern in the hero's journey throughout all of time across cultures, present day and why it is so appealing because it is such a successful blueprint. It's not necessarily the only one you have to apply to your own journey or your own individual level. Obviously, you know, you might not hit all 12 or however many exact steps and detailed steps there are to his. The important part is that you understand that you have a story that you're telling yourself and that your team is telling themselves. So as a coach and, and as an individual captain or leader, what are some ways that you can leverage that information of uh, that concept of storytelling and maybe change your team's story in the perspective of experience versus perception? Yeah, I'm glad you brought the
0: experience and perception deal. because um, I definitely wanted to talk about that. But um, in terms of, of changing your team story, this is definitely, that's a great question. That's kind of one that I'm really still trying to figure out because I don't know if there's any step-by-step, you know, instruction manual to do that. Um, Certainly there are frameworks, the hero's journey itself being a great framework to kind of use. But I think the first step in terms of changing your team story is just to to identify what, you know, your story is. And that's not an easy step. Um, So just figuring out, you know, just figuring out and identifying is probably three quarters of the problem itself because it really takes It's it's a difficult thing to really grasp because I think our story is almost in the unconscious realm. Which even going back to this idea of what the hero's journey is, if we get really deep into it, you know, there's when it comes when it talks to the about the ordinary world and then accepting the challenge to go into the special world. It's very relatable to consciousness and unconsciousness and how. You know, when we watch these stories and we watch these movies, there's this like almost spiritual nature and aspect of our innermost being wanting to go into the unconscious to figure out, you know, what and who we are at our very core. Because um, a lot of time we have personas that we we put out into the world, and that's not necessarily who we are. And again, going back and going full circle with what we talk about with leadership, you know. Uh, Tenant number three being that self-expression is the essence of leadership and self-expression. To be able to do that means you have to completely understand who it is that you are and what you were created to be. and That's part of that hero's journey is really diving into your unconsciousness and um, not an easy process to go through, but um, that's the real core uh, heart I feel like that the hero's journey really kind of is all about. Um, But going back here, just talking about identifying what your story is that you're telling yourself now. um, And then in terms of changing it, uh, all I've gotten so far is just the identification of where it's at. And I think from there, you just have to kind of use some rationality and common sense to figure out, is this a good story that I'm telling myself or not? Um, And then if not, you just, you have to change it to, to, to format, you know, what a a logical and rational position is to put yourself in the best position to kind of succeed as an individual and as a team.
2: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought up our, our tenant on expression. And I think that's the most closely relatable thing in terms of actionable steps you can take when it comes to this concept of storytelling is for sure. First, you have to identify what story you're telling yourself and what story your team is telling themselves as a a collective whole. And if you want to change that, you kind of have to dive into your own psyche and kind of try to unravel what's going on 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 an unconscious or subconscious level that's kind of influencing your decisions and your interactions and understanding that you have control to change those no matter how subconscious they may be, it, it all stems from somewhere. And understanding, you know, one of those things that we talked about last week, uh, prepping for this, this conversation was self-talk and, and how big of a role that plays in your character, your personality, your persona, and then ultimately what drives your leadership and your ability to influence others, your actions. And I think that's a huge piece of, of changing your story if there is any step-by-step guide, I think I think that's the best way to do it or go about it.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you reminded me. Of the The self-talk piece is like the cornerstone, I think, of of personal development and you know performance in general. I think it drives just about everything. And really quickly, I just remembered you know cool or an interesting personal story that I think might fit well here to kind of hit home the the point we're trying to make. Uh, and give a more specific example. And so when I was a senior in high school, I was on the varsity baseball team and we had a great team. We had 13 Division I athletes, great coaching staff, great cohesion. Uh, at the beginning of the year preseason, we were ranked number one in the in the whole state. And I think at the halfway mark too, we were still undefeated. Uh, so we had, you know, this great talent. We had all of the pieces that really we felt like were going to be needed. Um, to kind of win the, the state championship, which was definitely one of our goals. And But what was interesting was throughout that season and year, we kept hearing similar um, – there was emphasis on a couple of different points and stories, I would even call them. And one of those was you know, don't screw it up. You know, they were, we're constantly reminded about um, – you know, to not screw up that, you know, from the community, you know, they knew how good we could be. And so quite frequently, we were playing in fear, potentially, I think. Um, but even more than that, I think one of the big stories was, we were constantly being reminded not to be too big for our britches. Um, and I think that that can be a good story for some teams, if that's the case, but that really wasn't the personality of our team. But we kept being reinforced with that story. And I think that a combination of both of those just left us playing in fear. And um, so we really never really reached the potential that we could have for multiple reasons. But I think it, the story itself certainly played a major role because we always played down to the teams that we played against. We played down to their level. Um, the, the, the games that we played were always somewhat close. We'd always kind of pulled out, which showed some good character, um, but they're always too close for comfort, especially for teams that didn't even deserve to be on the same field as us. Um, so just, uh, again, those are, are good stories for some teams. But just to, it's important to remember that you know, different stories are, are important to have for different teams. And uh, you want to make sure that you're emphasizing the correct points, creating the right and appropriate self-talk for what your team needs. And to understand that means that you really need to understand the identity that the team has at that point and how they need to transform and grow.
2: No. And I think that that's, that's a great example. And I think if you go to almost any famous sports movie, you can kind of see an exact point where, where the team or the program starts to change their story, you know, two that I just thought of, uh, right off the top of the head, or, you know, remember the Titans, when they're in training camp and, and coach Boone takes them to uh, Gettysburg and tells them how they have to come together as a family and stop looking at each other like they're different people, but as brothers. And then in uh, miracle on ice, when Mike Ruzzioni, when they're getting uh, worked to death after one of their not so great performances, you know, he stops and, and says, gives an answer to a question about who he plays for that, that, um, Uh, coach Brooks had been asking everybody since the beginning that the team came together. And he said he played for the United States of America instead of his college, like everyone had said previous to him. And, and all those, those might be a little bit dramatized for, for the purposes of a movie, but it, it drives home the point, regardless of the truth, you know, sometimes fiction is, is more true than reality. And that fits into that story of changing, changing your story and actively Influencing the decisions and the actions and, and even those small interactions, those those individual level one on one, those are sometimes the most, I would say not even sometimes, the majority of the time, those are the more impactful interactions you can have as a captain. It's not the big rah-rah speeches, it's, it's every day how you interact with everybody else on the team, the one on one conversations.
0: Yeah, I love that. Those are two great examples. Um, and just kind of, kind of, I want to spin back to that um, self-talk piece too, because um, you, know, you mentioned a good point about how fiction is sometimes even more important than what reality is, because sometimes our fiction and our stories do become reality. Um, the core message that a coach kind of presents, that one thing that he kind of emphasizes, really becomes a part of uh, a team's self-talk. Uh, So like when I coached, one of the main things I wanted to emphasize and communicate uh, was that, um, you know, effort was king. And so uh, relentless effort was just a part of our culture. And I said that every day after practice, at the beginning, at the end, during, um, and at the end of the year, they didn't remember anything else for the most part except for that one thing. And you could see that play out. Um, as it became really a part of the team self-talk which in turn kind of was one of the driving forces behind some of of their process uh, and the results that we kind of got so I think um, you know when it comes back to re-emphasizing what is your story that that becomes a part of a team self-talk and it's important to remember you know Uh, that that becomes a part of the self-talk along with what your team as a whole is kind of consuming. Cause what we consume becomes a part of that or self-talk as well.
2: Yeah. And that, that I'm glad you touched on, on the consumption piece. And I think that ties in well with kind of experiences and the perception of those experiences and and the idea that those are completely separate things. It has a little bit of tie into stoicism and we could go down that rabbit hole for, probably another hour or so, but just the piece on experiences versus the perception of those experiences. You know, you take a small example, like losing a a big game, Um, obviously maybe not in the playoffs, but a big regular season game. You know, your team could could take that and you as a leader could take that and tell yourself two completely different stories or send yourself and your team on two completely different paths of storylines. And it's all based on your perception and, like you were saying, that self-talk. And that is really influenced, like you were saying, by that consumption around there. Could you just explain really, you know, being mindful of what you at an individual level and what your team on a group level is consuming and, and why that's so important and, and some examples of that?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So kind of, part of what we consume becomes a part of our character. Um, so that's why they say you know it's important to be aware of who you surround yourself with. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. is one of is a great example of how what we consume, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, just becomes naturally kind of like by osmosis becomes a part of who we are. Um, so I think it's important you know for coaches thinking again this is very a much deeper level than most would probably look at it. But even like the types of of music that you're listening to within your your program that you let um, be heard within, um, you know, the locker room maybe, or, um, you know, you know, what you are projecting as a head coach or as a captain, you know, the things that you are doing, everybody is seeing that and they're consuming that information and all of that becomes a part of, uh, of who your team is and a part of your, the team's character and the team's personality. So just, yeah, just something to be aware of that. You know, what we consume is a, again becomes a part of our character.
2: Yeah, and then that character on an individual level becomes a bigger piece of the culture on a program level. And that's really one of the defining aspects of a team and kind of drives the the success of a program is the culture and the character they kind of feed back and forth on each other from an individual back to to a program level. And I think that's something that is very understated, especially at a a high school level, where maybe culture isn't as as big a piece as it could be. And coaches understanding, you know, this different form of communication could definitely impact the way they go about it. And it's just a a new perspective that you could take in terms of developing some sort of plan to, to impact your team in a positive way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, I know I could talk about culture forever. I mean, it's one of the most important things. The same with character, Brett Ledbetter is a performance coach, basketball coach. And he kind of came up with the framework that I absolutely love, which is that character drives the process, which drives the results. So like what you were saying, how important character is at the individual level um, it's, you know, those certain character skills like uh, hardworking uh, selflessness, those are all things that drive the things that we can control, which is the process. And in turn, that's really all we can do. And that in, in, and of, in and of itself drives, you know, the process. And then culture is literally, it defines reality. Um, and so, you know, what your culture is, is um, if you're not focused on it, you're wrong because it's going to end up being the the core driving process behind, you know, the results of, of your team too. So two great, two great C's there that certainly are important for captains and coaches to both understand
2: yeah, exactly. And then uh, to jump back just a little bit to to get a little more specific and actionable, um, and maybe not some actual, but to get specific on an individual level. As a leader, uh, whether that be a coach or a captain, how can you take this framework and understand the role that you play within your team and how you influence your teammates or, or your players on a on a daily level and what role you may play in their individual stories.
0: Yeah, when it comes to the hero's journey specifically, the monomyth and the the 13 to 17 different um, characteristics uh, that a hero will kind of journey through, um, pulling from that, I think the the main one that we both mentioned before is just being that uh, wise advisor that sage that is somebody who is uh, trustworthy, who's usually older, but doesn't have to be, but someone that just really is the person that encourages an individual to accept the challenge. And I think that that's really, again, in terms of what the hero myth is, that's the main part that captains need to play. Coaches need to play within that because only the hero himself uh, can decide if they're going to go into the unconscious, into the special world and go, and try to do something difficult. Um, And I think that this is important. Uh, I'm gonna throw out two quotes really quickly here. Um, Carl Jung said that, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And so I think it's just, again, kind of going almost back uh, for a second there in terms of how important this hero's journey is to the individuals on your team and just for the team in general. But, you know, we have, we have to take this journey and you as the captain are the one that really needs to be that encourager to get them to step above, to not accept the status quo and to be the one that catalyzes transformation within the program and with uh, the individuals on your team.
2: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way to, to look at it. Definitely that, that catalyst role and, and, you know, a lot of kids out there that may be in high school and even in college, they may go back and look at the, the monomyth or the hero's journey and, and kind of try to put themselves somewhere on that that circle in that story. And they may not feel like they fit anywhere. And I would just say, if you feel like that and you don't fit any of those roles or any of those those steps along the path, you're probably in the status quo, And there's probably something that you're some journey that you're refusing to call and as a leader if you can't identify where you are and it's not there your teammates and those around you are probably in the status quo and and on top of that getting them to take that and accept that call to a journey and enter the the supernatural world you can see yourself as that supernatural assistance um, that like you were saying that catalyst that kind of helps them through the those trials and through the failures to bring them back through and get to that triumphant stage and get them back to the, the natural world with with an even greater ability and either, even uh, greater wisdom uh, and impact throughout their life on a different way
0: yeah and I think you kind of hit it on the head too when you mentioned that you know folks where you're at and if you're not accepting the call if you're not getting outside of your comfort zone um, that it's almost certain that your the rest of your teammates aren't, you know, uh, kind of goes back to our first law and tenant, which is that everything rises and falls on leadership. And John Maxwell talks about the law of the lid, how, if, you know, if if you're not doing it, you know, if your leadership level is only like a five, then you are the, the ceiling for the rest of your team. Um, so just, just to kind of read, restate the importance of you as the team captain to realize, analyze where you're at, because if you're not, again, answering the call, going into the special world, and in the middle of transformation process, you know you pretty consistently, then your teammates aren't. And if they're not doing that, then you all as a team and as a unit aren't, aren't going to be the best that you can be.
2: Yeah, exactly, and I, I think that's a great point, talking about the lid and, and everything rising and falling. With leadership and that just ties back into the story that that you tell yourself and that you tell your team and I think it's really just all reinforcing all the different concepts of the story and the communication
1: and I know we're jumping
2: around a little bit here but I know you wanted to tie in uh, one of our favorites Tony Robbins into this oh yeah in terms of strategy and and story and state framework
0: yeah I love I love a lot of what he does, but uh, I always try to pull frameworks when I can and different little models. And he's got a great one that I really was interested in. He said that if you're know if you at a point A um, and you want to be at point B, you know there's this middle ground that you have to traverse to get yourself to be where you want to go. And he said the three, there's three main reasons why, you know, so far you haven't been able to get to point B. And the first is your strategy. The second is your story and the third is your state. So I think this ties well into the overall hero's journey because um, a story is probably three quarters of us, you know, that's, that's our issue. We have a, we have a, the wrong story that we're telling ourselves. Um, and I'll give you another quick quote that I think might fit well with this. It's a little bit longer, but it's interesting. Cause it, it talks about how, you know, we create these stories at a young age about who we are. And a lot of times, again, like you've mentioned, We have these experiences which are a lot of times outside of our control but then we have this perception of the experiences and that perception uh happens at a younger age um i found this in one of the scientific journals i was kind of going through and they said that we each develop a guiding fiction or myth of ourselves by as early as two years of age one which we carry with us into adulthood and unconsciously that unconsciously influences our decisions sense of self and behavior. The myth of who we are determines how we perceive ourselves, the world, and our relationship to that world. Um, So it's just a really, really interesting that, you know, we have the story that we've created at a young age and all of the perceptions that and experiences that we have moving from there, we kind of, the story that we created at a young age becomes a part of how we perceive everything else. Um, and so that's kind of why he, Tony Robbins talks about how story is like one of the biggest reasons we don't get to where we should be. Mm -hmm. Um, because we're, we have a wrong, we have the wrong story about ourselves and a lot of times it's limiting and it's a fixed mindset, um, which kind of goes in the entire thing of state. But, um, but yeah, obviously strategy makes, you know, everyone kind of understands that if you're trying to lose weight and you think that consuming more calories than you, uh, then you burn off is going to work. It's not, you know, that's just a bad strategy. Um, but a lot of times that's not most of our issues. We all know what we're supposed to do. We just don't do it. <laughs> and a lot of times that comes down to our state and or our story.
2: Yeah. And I, I like the piece about how much our perceptions are developed at a young age and how much those guide our actions. And I think it's just a good, to keep in your mind when you do things and you interact with people and you kind of ask yourself, why did I just do that? Or, Or why can't I get this point across to this person who keeps doing the same thing over and over? And even if you want to change those actions and change your perceptions, until you understand why you have those perceptions, until you understand the story that you're telling yourself on a subconscious level that you're not even aware of, you'll never be able to to make that change, which is why reflection and and expression is such a big piece of of our leadership philosophy, because you have to understand what drives your actions, your perceptions, your behaviors, and and what kind of really builds up your character. And and Tony Robbins' piece about being at point A and getting to point B, you have to traverse some some ground there. and, And I think that's a big, Piece of understanding your story, you, something has to change on a fundamental, subconscious and conscious level in order for you to change your behaviors, your character, and and your your perceptions.
0: Yep. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I think that you hit it on. We both really did. I think that. Uh, you know, our, again, our, just to kind of conclude that, our, you know, our perceptions are already molded by a story. Um, and we have to, we have to analyze that. We have to reflect, you know, at me as an, as an introvert, you know, um, it's not, there's nothing wrong with being an introvert. It's just kind of like part of who I am. But the question is why, because a lot of times, you know, I don't know if you become an extrovert or introvert, I haven't done enough research for this, but I'm sure that it comes down to something that happened within our past and uh, some sort of perception that we, or the way we perceive some sort of an experience. Um, so it's just an interesting thing to really kind of just the re- the f- reflection process. Again, like you said, that's the core of our philosophy. I think it's important to, and if we're going to understand who we are, we have to reflect um, and, and ask why we are a certain way and what happened. And then is that, is that perception from that experience? Is that true? Is that a true, is that truth? Is it reality versus, you know,
2: a wrong perception? So right right and then if it is if it isn't true or even if it is true and we want to change that truth how do we go about that and change our story so i think that's definitely a, a good wrap up there ben do you have any other thoughts or or advice or concepts that you want to talk about in relation to this i know obviously uh, we could we could go on all day as as we have a uh, a whole company that you started around giving advice and thoughts and concepts to to team captains but anything related to the hero's journey that we may not have touched on that you would like to discuss?
0: Um, not, I think we definitely hit the majority of kind of the, most of the points we wanted to hit, but I think um, we also didn't mention Maslow's hierarchy either. And I think that's kind of like an interesting uh, connection there when it comes to this idea of we're all trying to, we're all driven by the self-actualization. If we've hit, you know, all of the the previous Uh, kind of tenets of what Maslow says uh, that kind of is our motivation and driving forces behind some of our behavior. Um, And I think the hero's journey definitely connects there with the self actualizing piece um, and the, you know, the whole idea and concept of transformation. Um, And that's really when it comes to behavior change for coaches, you know, you're not just trying to just uh, change behavior, you're trying to transform individuals. And there's a big difference between the two of those and to really transform to really transform an individual requires much more than just lecturing and teaching. It requires to allow them to go through certain experiences that you are only there to kind of help encourage them through. And I think that that would be maybe probably how I would conclude it. Um, Cause the transformation process is really um, what we're looking for as, and I, I keep saying coaches, but captains as well. Um, I think that's what we need to focus on and, just to remember that, you know, we can't choose for them, but we can influence to allow that transformation to happen.
2: Right. And it really drive home. It's self-actualization. And if anyone wants to learn more about that in depth, one of our other favorite authors and and thought leaders is Jordan Peterson. And he has a whole self-authoring program, which is almost a, a identical twin of, of self-actualization. And, and your point about As a coach, it's not your job to change people's behaviors and dictate to them what they need to do. It's allowing them the space and the supported autonomy. I'll take that from uh, Todd Sanders, one of my previous guests. It's the supported autonomy of them to make their own decisions and come to the conclusions on their own. And and I think that's a big piece of leadership that sometimes people want to put a stranglehold on it and kind of make decisions for everyone else, but really it's that light touch and, and giving them the environment to, to change themselves.
0: Yep, environment there's a good word too, I think. Uh, that's really what we as, as leadership should be trying to influence is the environment and then the opportunity for there to be the proper experiences for them to be transformed, for them to choose um, themselves and for us to encourage them to go through that process.
2: Exactly, and uh, I think, think we've pretty much uh, nailed down uh, top to bottom the hero's journey and the monomyth, and I'd be remiss if I don't uh, shamelessly plug our, our own new published author in in the company. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ben has been meticulously working on, on the Captain's Playbook, which is now available on Amazon, and it is fantastic, it is very in-depth. And any captain or leader or coach out there that is looking to get the most out of their leaders or themselves definitely should do themselves a favor and, and pick it up. But um, if there's anything else you want to say about that book, Ben, go ahead. And uh, oh, Thanks. I
0: wasn't even thinking about that. I'm a terrible marketer.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, like what I was just mentioning,
0: we we're trying to, as coaches, um, create the right environment and provide the right experiences for us to develop leadership. Uh, Because we don't learn leadership just through, you know, discussion or lecture. It's something that they really have to traverse on their own. So the captain's playbook is kind of this three-in-one workbook that provides first like an action plan that provides the different types of experiences you potentially put your athletes uh, through to allow them to get more comfortable with speaking uh, to the team or – um, you know, all sorts of different functions. I'll let you kind of look at the action plan itself, but that's the first one. Secondly is these mental models. So every day they have this, um, this framework that allows them to potentially uh, see leadership in a different light. And then thirdly is the, as we talked about, uh, the journaling process and the reflection process, how important that is. You know, every day they'll have that as well. There's two main questions, one specific to the mental model and then second, Um, really is more of a philosophical question to get them to think through uh, and to think at a deeper level about leadership in themselves. So uh, it's kind of this great um, multitude of different things that we feel like is definitely going to revolutionize the way that we try to develop leadership uh, in athletics, which we obviously feel very passionate about. So definitely excited about that. That took a long time and uh, it's for captains for a full in season, uh, 16 weeks. Uh, It's uh, uh, so far, I've heard only great things. So, I and I, I'm pretty pleased with how it's turned out too. So, hopefully, those that are interested can take a look on Amazon and mm-hmm. and purchase it and use it to help them to be the best leaders that they can be on their teams.
2: Yeah, great summary from the author himself. One of the the most comprehensive, if not the most comprehensive, leadership tool out there. And I would say it, its applications are going to go far and beyond. Just sports, and and eventually we'll probably see a a uh, manager's playbook or just the leader's playbook at some point in the works. So can't wait. Thank thank you so much, Ben, for uh, not only letting me host this podcast, but coming on as as a guest and 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 having a fun conversation. Hopefully everyone made it through till the end um, and and enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah, thanks, Luke. You're awesome. So I appreciate all the work that you do too, and
0: um, you know, excited to do this again at some some point in the future.
2: For sure. We'll definitely uh, have to make this a regular, uh, you know, once a, once a quarter kind of more conceptual episode on, on, on another fun topic.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. All right. Have a great night, Ben.
0: Thanks for listening to the captain's coach podcast with Luke Poulos. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes, And check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.